0: This week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Coonan. USDA's National Ag Statistics Service corn stocks in all positions as of March 1st, totaled 7.85 billion bushels. That's 2% more than a year ago and right at the average pre-report trade guess. Soybean stocks as of March 1st, 1.93 billion bushels. That's 24% more than last year and it's above the average trade estimate. All wheat stocks were estimated at 1.02 billion bushels. That is down 22% from a year ago and one of the most anticipated USDA reports of the year brought a shock to the grain trade. Biggest surprise in the USDA's prospective plantings report is that U.S. planted corn estimate at 89.5 million acres. That's down 4% from last year. It's about 2.5 million acres lower than the trade expectations. USDA is forecasting a record U.S. soybean crop at nearly 91 million acres. That is up 4% from a year ago and slightly higher than trade expectations. All wheat planted acres forecast at 47.4 million, slightly lower than the trade guess. Spring wheat planted acreage is expected at 10.5 million acres, down slightly from last year. And while the acreage numbers for corn and soybeans flip-flopped from a year ago, Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzulo said spring wheat acres were the surprise.
1: I think it was down more than the trade estimated. I think that makes sense because the Spring wheat in the july contract is still up over three percent even with the soybeans down 30 and the soft red wheat only up about eight as we go on the air here so i think those durham wheat stocks numbers as well as the winter wheat stocks numbers are also supportive too winter wheat uh, really tight as far as i think the winter wheat is is, uh, 34.2 that's going to be down less than one percent but it's still the 10th lowest planted acreage number on record
0: and Zuzalo says having 43 of the 48 corn-producing states expecting lower acres is rather eye-opening.
1: Couldn't get above 90 million on the corn acreage numbers, or not much above 90 million, and I and I stayed up around 91 on the soybeans. Was the idea that it wasn't just about fertilizer prices; it was about tar spot, and it was about diesel prices. 43 of the 48 estimating states USDA polled have lower planted acres. We got big states that have cut acres in this report, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Nebraska, North Dakota, and Wisconsin, all top tier states. So I think this is here to stay because of some of these other factors.
0: And with less than expected wheat acres, uh, that will support the wheat complex. Standard Grain President Joe Vaclavik said spring wheat should have some legs. Spring
1: wheat in particular uh, saw some real friendly numbers. I mean the uh, spring wheat acreage number was 600,000 below the average trade guess that's a big deal when you're only talking 11 million acres. So um, that market's got a leg to stand on. The Durham number was well above expectations. Uh, Anything that USDA said is secondary to to what's going on in the Black Sea, of course. That's uh, the big deal when it comes to wheat
0: and we saw the grains sell off on friday following that report u.s commodities president don rose had follow through selling from thursday's report plus profit taking ahead of the weekend were the big market features on friday
1: a carryover, a hangover if you will with the numbers that we had on the stocks number on new crop corn was a positive soybeans negative the wheat market was uh, more on the neutral side a little bit positive so i think that is all true and we did have that most of the session. But then I think as we got to the end of the session, particularly on wheat, we started to uh, get concerned about the uh, maybe peace talks as we uh, have conversations going on here, and will probably for the weekend.
2: And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. The North Dakota Natural Resources Conservation Service announces a funding opportunity for producers. The Northern Plains Water Quality and Wildlife Program is available through EQIP. Enrolled producers are eligible for five annual payments on cropped wetlands two acres or less in size as identified on the National Wetland Inventory and with intact hydrology. The application deadline is April 1st. Please contact your local NRCS field office for more information.
3: World Weather Incorporated senior meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains... We will see a little pocket of additional cooling taking place in the northeast corner of North Dakota and northwestern Minnesota. ...to South America... Looks like Argentina will be dry for a few more days, and Brazil will see scattered showers and thunderstorms benefiting many crop areas. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.
4: With a look at this weekend news, I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. Livestock producers awaiting the first phase of disaster aid from the USDA should start receiving that money next week. The USDA's Farm Service Agency created a new program called the Emergency Livestock Relief Program with $750 million Congress allocated for Livestock Disaster Aid last year. FSA is using data from the Livestock Forage Disaster Program to administer the payments. First phase livestock payments will be equal to 90% of a livestock producer's gross 2021 LFP payment for all underserved farmers and 75% for all other producers. USDA is still working on disaster aid for crop producers, that's also coming in two phases. The Plus money, now known as Emergency Relief Program Assistance, is expected to be distributed as early as May. The Minnesota Senate unanimously passed drought relief, including funding to support livestock and specialty crop farmers. There's also money for disaster recovery loans through the Rural Finance Authority. A conference committee will now iron out the differences between the House and Senate versions of the bill. At least three cases of highly pathogenic avian influenza is confirmed in Minnesota. Minnesota Agriculture Commissioner Tom Peterson says more cases are expected in the state. In
3: 2015, when we had our massive outbreak in Minnesota, we kind of trickled through cases in March, and then it really grew in April and May. And so it's, uh, you know, something that we can have around until it really warms
4: up. USDA also confirmed a case of avian influenza in North Dakota. This is the first case confirmed in North Dakota since 2015. It was confirmed in a backyard flock in Kidder County. The U.S. Supreme Court will hear a case filed against California's Proposition 12. Prop 12 is an animal housing law that seeks to ban pork sales from hogs that do not meet the state's production standards. The National Pork Producers Council and American Farm Bureau filed the case. Ukrainian farm production continues despite the war. Red River Farm Network's Don Wick has the story.
2: Since the Russian invasion five weeks ago, Grand Fork's farmer Paul Spruill has had two Zoom calls with Ukrainian farmers sprule has hosted a tour group made up of ukrainian farmers and business people in recent years
3: the optimism of these of these gentlemen and every one of them said we will win this war and as you can see what's happening today they're 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 going that direction and they're not giving up
2: after a 20-year moratorium these farmers were finally able to purchase farmland in 2021 how much of that land is a war zone sprule said these farmers are dealing with shortages of fuel and other crop inputs but still plan to plant 45 to 55 percent of their cropland. The biggest challenge is infrastructure. Spruill said the Ukrainian farmers also described finding Russian mines in their farm fields. I'm Don Wick for the Red River Farm Network.
4: Thanks, Don. Russia is banning the export of sunflower seeds until August and implemented an export quota on sunflower oil. The decision was made to avoid shortages and stabilize domestic prices. USDA Undersecretary of Farm Production and Conservation Robert Bonney tells the Red River Farm Network the situation in Ukraine put a spotlight on on the importance of having a secure domestic source of commodities you know
3: I think we'll continue to work with with American agriculture to um, to support uh, that production and you know we'll utilize the tools we we have that Congress gives us to to support agriculture to the ma- maximum extent we have um, and you know we're, we're um, uh, again, we're in a we're in a good place in in the U.S. and you know we've got high crop prices and uh, I think uh, producers will respond to that.
4: Already high fertilizer prices moved higher this week. A DTN report says DAP is sixteen percent more expensive compared to last month at an average price of one thousand fourteen dollars per ton. Urea was ten percent higher compared to last month at an average of nine hundred seventy six dollars per ton. That's a look at this weekend news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network.
0: From too wet to too dry, we know Mother Nature has the final say on the crop. Count on IRE Insurance to help manage that risk. IRE Insurance has a proven track record with over 30 years of experience as a crop insurance leader. Protect your legacy with the right tools to do the job. Learn more at iREinsurance.com. Or by calling your local agent in Devil's Lake, Hillsborough, Hope, Macville, Towner, and West Fargo. you
2: projected and appreciated, and Irene.
0: Serving farmers from Foston, Monoman, Ada, Crookston, and Thief River Falls to Jamestown, Langdon, Devil's Lake, Castleton, Mayville, and Grafton. This is the Red River Farm Network agriculture is big business. We cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA reports, farm policy and trade issues. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it on the Red River Farm Network. Go online or on your smartphone to rrfn.com. You can click on news, podcasts, radio stations and more.
5: With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor for the Red River Farm Network. Over 72% of North Dakota is classified as being in moderate to extreme drought conditions, according to U.S. Drought Monitor. That's a 6% increase since last week. NDSU recently hosted a livestock drought outlook. NDSU climatologist Adnan Ekuse says the three-month outlook for the North Dakota's growing season looks grim.
1: Uh, This is the three month outlook from April through June. And unfortunately, conditions are the same. But when we look at even further into next growing season, this is June through August. And if you look into much later into growing season, we will see the same pattern, which is above normal and much above normal conditions in temperature and below normal and much below normal conditions in precipitation. Uh, This is alarming. It may indicate repeat of the 2021 and for locations that are already experiencing extreme drought conditions, especially in the Northwestern portions of the state, perhaps the condition in 2022 is going to be much worse.
5: The Minnesota Senate unanimously passed legislation that provides financial relief to farmers who were hit hard by last summer's drought. The $10 million bill includes $7 million for livestock and specialty crop farmers. It also includes money to reimburse the Rural Finance Authority for disaster recovery loans. The bill now moves on to Conference Committee, where differences from both the House and Senate version will be ironed out before being voted by the full House and Senate. Minnesota governor Tim wall says it's not too late for producers to receive drought relief
3: but it can't be paralyzed um, we knew what the need was this is especially again for our livestock producers um, got hit really hard by this this some of this relief was in there and I want to make note to folks that when we provide relief to agricultural producers all of us see the benefit of that in that stable healthy affordable food supply that's at the grocery store and with all of the the disruptions in you know food supply and change whether it's in russia or whether it's just coming out of covid, really critical that we have stability to this. So I'm glad to see this is moving.
5: Waltz says agriculture is still feeling the effects of the drought.
3: We know that this was a, a heavy hit. There's folks that are still reeling from this. And again I, I think while a small number of people feed the rest of us, it's really important to understand that when we're providing whether it's you know some crop insurance things we did at the federal level or whether it's a, a, a package like this we're all benefiting from it, and from the food, from the economic impact and we can't afford to, to lose more producers. There just aren't that many people who do it. We, you know, People complain that we see consolidation in agriculture, larger and larger operations, fewer family farms. Well, it's things like this that can help prevent that from happening by getting that relief when they need it.
5: After reviewing proposed label changes from Corteva, the EPA changed its mind about banning the use of Enlist One and Enlist Duo in counties across the country. The EPA will now allow applicators to use Enlist One and Enlist Duo herbicides in all of Minnesota and South Dakota. It's the start of planting season in Ukraine. Growers are expected to plant fewer acres this year. United Kingdom-based agronomist Mike Lee, who works with farmers in Russia and Ukraine, tells the Red River Farm Network it's difficult to get a good crop forecast. We think somewhere in the order of uh, 40% of the planting area this spring Will be uh, at risk um, and possibly won't be planted. Um, the, the the problem you've got is is not just the the uh, the issues with um, regarding uh, location, but access to uh, fuel, um, tractor drivers, uh, spare parts, seeds, fertilizer, and all those sorts of things. So there's a there's a whole sort of issue that we're trying to unwrap and 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 trying to make some sort of sense of. The Ukrainian government is encouraging farmers to plant crops that can be consumed domestically. Lee is not sure how realistic it is for growers to make major switches from planting corn, soybeans and sunflowers to planting buckwheat and peas. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network.
3: When we say it pays to be a member of a cooperative Ag Country Farm Credit Services, we're paying out a record 76 million dollars in cash dividends to our member owners. Our cash patronage program is just one way in which we help keep the agricultural industry and our rural economies strong. To find out how you can earn a cash dividend, contact your local Egg Country office today. Providing play-by-play for the business of agriculture, the Red River Farm Network.
2: World Weather Incorporated says Brazil can still produce a large crop.
5: Fertilizer prices remain significantly higher.
2: Stonex has adjusted downward its crop production forecast
0: for Brazil.
4: U.S. Grains Council President Chad Willis is back in Wilmer, Minnesota after a whirlwind trip to South Korea.
3: Markets, weather, farm policy. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear it on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.